This is a WTOP original podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Vine Guy. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg, and we're in the middle of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So I'm excited to welcome AAPI entrepreneur David Kong, who's disrupting the wine glass industry. Now, David launched a brand that addressed common pain points in the marketplace to improve accessibility, affordability, and the overall experience for wine drinkers. It all started when David asked himself a very simple question, what good is glassware if it never gets used, which is an excellent question, actually. And that inspired David to develop his own brand of hand-blown glassware designed for regular use. And now we have Glassvin. David left his job at a hedge fund in 2020 to start Glassvin and has made it his mission to deliver handcrafted glasses at affordable prices. David keeps prices low by cutting out the middleman, creating partnerships directly with glass artisans, and slashing the markups. Working directly with the factory, Glassvin is able to offer wine lovers the unparalleled sophistication of hand-blown glassware at a mainstream price. Glassvin's pieces are designed to be effortlessly lightweight, yet durable, and dishwasher safe. Its product line is purposeful and streamlined. Each collection is designed to promote an uncompromising sensory and wine drinking experience. Now, earlier this year, David launched GV Home through Kickstarter campaign. Its more modest prices means more people will be able to elevate their wine drinking experience. It also boasts a cocktail collection. It begins around for 35 bucks for a set of two. We'll learn a little bit more about that in the uh, interview here. Today, Glassbin is the glassware of choice at many of the top restaurants in the United States, including 14 Michelin star restaurants, and it's now the stemware of choice for Christie's Wine Auction. Not surprisingly, David is a 2022 Forbes 30 Under 30 recipient, and I think he's just getting started. David, welcome to the Vine Guy podcast. Hey, nice, nice to be here. Now, uh, listen, I have to say, it's very unusual for me to have a guest on the podcast that's not, you know, making wine or marketing wine or drinking wine. So this is a bit of a departure for me. But I have to say, after trying your glassware, I had to meet you. This is really an amazing uh, piece of glassware. You know, you were kind enough to send me a, uh, a couple stems, and I'm blown away. Uh, but let's kind of start back at the beginning. Why did you start Glassvin? Um, well, Hey, Scott, thanks a lot for having me on the podcast. Uh, real pleasure to be here. Um, uh, you kind of uh, summarized it, but the the longer story is I, at one point in my life, uh, was working in finance and uh, in New York City. And I was going to these restaurants and they had really nice glassware, uh, lots of Zaltos. And I, uh, I, I tried to buy Zaltos, but they're just like, they were very, very expensive. So at the time they were like $60 a glass. Uh, now they're like $80 a glass. Um, and in order to get them for a lower price, I actually like just searched Google and found them for cheaper um, out of Europe. So I bought, I just like, I, I started buying a, a ton of Zaltos from Europe in order to save like 30, 40% off the price. And I had a lot of Zaltos and I couldn't use them all. So I started selling, um, you know, the extra stuff to my friends and they were all like very happy to buy it because they also love the glass and they like the cheaper 
price, obviously, who doesn't? So from that, I was like, okay, well, I kind of have a little bit of a market, which is myself and, you know, three of my friends who clearly would prefer, uh, who love this glass, but would prefer it to be, you know, quite a bit cheaper. And I was like, okay, how do I make this into a real business instead of just, you know, like me, um, <laughs> smuggling glasses over some, uh, <laughs> overseas and, the solution was uh, was Glassman. But okay, so it's one thing to say, hey, you know, I can buy some glassware over in Europe, sell it to my buddies for a little bit of a markup. Maybe you didn't even mark it up. I don't know. That's a pretty big leap, though, to going, you know what? I think I'm just going to start my own glassware company. Yeah, I mean, it it, it took a, a whole period of like two hours to for me to decide to do that. Um, and two that hours. was two hours. two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I started looking for names for what to name the company, um, like literally right after. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, obviously when I started, I wasn't thinking like this was going to be, uh, as big as, as it already is. And as, as big as I think it could be in the future, I was just like, oh, this some, seems like a fun project. Uh, I quit my job. I had already quit my job already. Um, and I was doing, I was doing some other stuff, um, also in wine. I still do that. Um, and, and, and this was, this was supposed to just be like, uh, a side gig. Um, but then it quickly became, you know, the, probably the, the bigger, the bigger of my, <laughs> my side gigs. <laughs> so David, I mean, you, you said it took you two hours. What, what is your background in manufacturing before that? Oh, I, I had none. I, it took me <laughs> two hours to decide to do it um, uh, in this way. Like basically, I, 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 one morning I woke up and I was like, "Okay, I, I think it. I should. I think we should. We should m sell glasses at a lower price than what they're currently offered at." I was like, "There, the, 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 you have to be able to get it at lower than, um, you know, if I was able to get a lower, um, just googling it for, uh, you know, back in the day." You you had to get be able to get the price lower. So so I knew I knew it was possible. Um, and then it was just like how to achieve that. And uh, you know I guess like two hours later I was like okay I'm not going to import glasses I'm going to just start my own glassware brand. Okay so I I guess you became obsessed with glassware specifically with wine. I mean what does it matter whether you drink it out wine out of a, of a fine stem or a jelly jar? Yes. So I, yes, I'm a huge wine lover. And typically like once you get, once you start your wine journey, I mean, I started this as well. Like, like you kind of start with like, just your, your, like your conventional wines and then you start, um, you know, getting more and more into like more special wines. And you realize like these special wines all have like their distinct kind of personalities and characteristics and stuff like that. And that's really why people who love wine end up really loving wine you know it's not just like a drink that you uh you know drink with friends it's like a drink that you can um ascertain the a terroir and uh the winemaking and just like the nuances the vintage all this stuff i got really really into blind tasting um which i'm, I'm sure your viewers know but just for those that don't are like you know it's when you uh, take a wine and you don't know anything about it you try to guess what the wine is so I got really into that. So I started really appreciating the ability to uh, discern all the smells and tastes of the wine. And I realized that you could do that a lot better with these 
finer um, wine glasses. Uh, so the, the, the finer wine glasses, the ones that we sell, they're a lot lighter and they're a lot thinner than normal glasses. Like try doing a blind taste out of a Mason jar. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be very fun. I don't think <laughs> you really think glassware makes a difference in the sensory, uh, experience of yes. drinking finer wine. Absolutely. It'll, it'll improve the wine by probably, I don't know, I, I could have say like 25%. This is just like a complete uh, non-scientific um, number that I use. Uh, but I that's how I feel, is that it improves the wine by something like 20, 25%. Okay. And what is it about Glassfin that plays such a great role in someone's drinking experience? Uh, we think it's essential. Like we, we think that people who use Glassfin never go back to um, anything else. Uh, which is why we have like a really great um, kind of business model too. It's like we get people just totally hooked on the product. It's one of those products. Uh, I'm sure there's other products that 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 everyone here knows. It's kind of like that where it's like you use it and it's extremely hard. Once you're used to that level of like sensory, um, like that sensory experience, it's very hard to 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 drink wine in any other way. I have to say, so the. I get the fact that these are so beautiful in terms of, you know, they're lightweight, they they have very thin glass. Uh, but tell me a little bit about the design and structure of the bowl itself. Is it uh, specifically designed for one type of wine? Is it more of a universal style? And uh, do you have more than one style of, of a bowl for your stemware? Yeah, so our top selling glass is the universal glass. Uh, it's, it's a little bit, I like the closest thing actually to like what, uh, people would know it as is actually a, a, like a red wine glass is kind of that size, but we call it the universal glass. Um, like typically like quote unquote white wine glasses are like too small for even a lot of white wines. Um, so, so the, the size and shape of our universal glass is really what it, what it says is that it's, um, you can drink pretty much anything out of it. You can drink champagne out of it. You can drink beer out of it. You can drink port out of it, whatever you, you choose, choose to drink. Um, this is the glass that we sell the most of, um, to both restaurants as well as to consumers. A lot of people just want one glass, uh, you know, to not, not overcomplicate things. And that's like, uh, really a, a great idea. And that's a lot of, a lot of really like high-end restaurants are also moving towards the idea of just having one glass. Um, whereas traditionally, like if you were a Michelin star restaurant, you were supposed to have like a Bordeaux glass and a Burgundy glass. Um, with that said, we also have the full range because some restaurants do want uh, the full range and some consumers want the full range. The typically like the more, um, you know, like obsessed about like wine you are, uh, you start adding more kind of skews uh, and you're fine with like, you know, like two cupboards being just full of wine glasses. And so you have different wine, wine glass for different, um, uh, for different wines. And yeah, absolutely. Like different wines smell different, uh, different, well, different wines smell different in different glasses. Uh, it's like very noticeable, the difference. Um, and typically like the bigger the wine, the bigger the glass is kind of how 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 people usually uh, think about it. Um, so we we roughly have like we are we have like the three best selling glasses are just like like small, medium, and large kind of sizes, and you know typically that corresponds to like you know like a 
Universal and then a Bordeaux and a Burgundy glass. Um, but we actually don't even name it like that. Uh, like we don't want people to like think that you can only drink. Like if you only if you like Burgundy, you need to buy the Burgundy glass. That's not true. Um, you, you, it, a Burgundy would be great in in any of our glasses, um, but probably the the one that shows off a Burgundy the best is our largest glass. Got it. So I have to say that you mentioned champagne. When we got the glassware, the first thing we did was we tried it with champagne and it was phenomenal. I mean, it was a fantastic experience. Now, I do understand that you also make a champagne style glasses. Is that right? Yes. Uh, I, I can't imagine it being a better experience than the one out of the Universal. But tell me about the champagne glass. Yes. So uh, our champagne glass is um, kind of like a tulip shape. So it's uh, it's also um, very good for um, for the sensory experience because it has it's not like a flute, for example, like a flute's kind of horrible for a, um, a for 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 a sensory experience and really kind of designed to look nice, I guess. Uh, whereas our glass will actually make the champagne taste uh, and smell really great. Uh, and yeah, some people like drinking champagne out of something that, you know, is traditionally used to drink champagne, which is like a tulip champagne glass. And that's why we created that. Um, but honestly, like lots and lots of people use our universal to drink, uh, champagne. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely perfect for it. And I also understand you make a decanter. Yes. Now, is that of the yes. same style or, I mean, is there anything different about your decanter that, you know, than my standard, decanter that I would, you know, just have on the table? Uh, no, other than like, I, I think, I think with a decanter, it's the, the differentiation is, is less. Be, the, the thing with a decanter is like, you're not, um, you know, like lifting that up 300 times a night. And so like, if it's a little bit lighter or whatever, it's not as big of a differentiator, but our, our decanter is like $75 and it's hand blown. So it's just like the pricing on that is, is, is absolutely nuts. Um, and it, I think it looks really awesome. Um, and it just makes like, you know, like, like, like your wine drinking, like table, whatever, just look really cool. Um, and it's, really big too. And, and it's, but it's big, but it doesn't take up too much table space, which I appreciate. Um, some decanters really like go crazy and then just like take up half the table. And it's like, if you have a small table, then, um, it doesn't fit. Or you say you you're blind tasting like four different wines. Like, you know, you can't fit four of those decanters on your table. Um, so those are some of the things we thought about when we were designing the, uh, the decanter. Okay. And you mentioned the decanter $75. Let's talk a little bit about the price points of your other, of the other uh, glasses in your lineup. What, what are we talking about in terms of the universal or the champagne? Yeah, so the universal is seventy nine for two, so that's a little less than forty dollars uh, per glass. And we also, um, you know, like if uh, we'll, we'll, we we're happy to offer your listeners like a you know like a a ten percent off that, so then it's even less. It's like thirty six dollars. A glass. No, that's cool. Yeah, and then um, and then and then also like the other the other stuff um, is 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 like about that price or just like a little bit more. Uh, well, I have to say that when we first got the glasses, the first thing my wife said was, "Oh my gosh, they're so light, they're so delicate. There's no way we could put these in the dishwasher." 
And I said, well, the instructions are we have to put them in the dishwasher. We have to test the durability of these things. And I have <laughs> to say, David, you know, I was a little skeptical because they're so pretty and they really are very light. And I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't want to break them. And you know what? You can't. They came out of the dishwasher. Perfect. I was really surprised, happily surprised. You know, you know, so many glassware. Uh, let me rephrase that. I own so much glassware that I spend a lot of time hand washing, you know, because, you know, the stems can't go or shouldn't go in the dishwasher. And these just held up great. Yeah. So the the. Uh, it's a little bit of like a industry s secret almost is like it's it's a lot easier to break a glass with your hands than in a dishwasher. Uh, like if you think about what a dishwasher is doing, it's basically like spraying water onto a glass. Right. So realistically, it shouldn't be breaking uh, like we like our glasses go like like half of our business is restaurants. Right. So like and we do like 30,000 glasses, 40,000 glasses a year, something like that. So, you know, every year, like. 15,000, 20,000 glasses are going through dishwashers, commercial dishwashers in restaurants um, that spray a ton of water uh, over a very fast period of time. Um, and they all come out fine. All we, we, re we'll, we replace anything that breaks in a dishwasher. Uh, so we have that kind of guarantee. Um, because it shouldn't break in a dishwasher. If you don't try this at home, but if you take one of our glasses and like literally just like smash it, the bowl is not going to break. Uh, and, and please don't try that at home. If the, if you do that and it breaks, then, um, then we won't, we, we're not going to replace that. <laughs> Theoretically, like, 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 like I, I've done a lot of kind of crazy things and the bowl is actually pretty hard to break. The reason is because it, there's actually a little bit of give in these glasses. So, um, and again, don't try this at home, but if you like kind of press it a little bit, you'll see that the glass actually changes shape. Whereas an, another kind of like a machine made glass, often they won't have that give. And so all it can do is break right. instead of like shrink. Uh, again, don't, please don't try at home. Um, where it actually breaks, and this is where almost it always breaks, is um, in, in the stem. And it breaks in the stem because some guy is like polishing it or washing it with their hands. And they have one hand on the, on the, on the uh, bottom and the other uh, hand on uh, the bowl and they twist it and like, you know, what do you think is going to happen? It might, it's going to break. Um, because, because the, the, the stem, uh, it is thin and that's how we designed the stem and the stem won't break. If you like, um, twist, uh, if you, if you bend it as uh, like very much, uh, and again, don't, don't try that at home, but if you twist it, there's a much higher chance of it breaking. And that's how a lot of this stuff kind of breaks. Well, evidently, there's not a lot of things I can try at home other than to put wine in it and drink it. <laughs> I actually did just squeeze it just now, David. I did. And and I have to say, it it's very is. cool, right? It's really cool. It actually, yeah. right at the top, you could just barely squeeze it and it does give. And it's really cool. Now, you you we talked or you mentioned, you know, that, yeah, maybe the stem can snap off if you're not careful. Have you considered a stemless line? We have, we do have stemless glasses actually. Oh, okay. Tell me it's about them. Being sold right now. Um, and those are very uh, attractively priced. They're like $50 for two. Uh, you can kind of drink anything out of them. Um, you can drink water of them. Like people use it for as a water glass. Uh, but yeah, it's a, basically it's a stemless wine glass. Um, 
So yeah, feel free to go on our website and check those out. Very cool. And before we wrap up, I want you to tell me a little bit about this new project, the GV Home. What is yes. it? How did it get started? And what's your market for that? So our goal always has been like to make hand-blown wine glasses available to more people. So we started with this uh, current line and we kind of cut the industry price in half. So now it's like, um, you're going to have, you're going to have two, two glass for the price of one effectively. And we, uh, and so we got to, you know, kind of the pricing I've talked, talked about like the high thirties of a STEM, um, which is a, a really attractive price point. And, and like the, the thing that, um, I, I like to like this, I think Riedel, Riedel actually invented this, uh, term, uh, this, this concept where like, you know, a glass should be roughly like how much, like your average wine that you drink is. So it's like, if you're drinking $40 uh, wines, then you should have a $40 glass. Some people say, uh, well, um, a lot more people drink $20 wines than $40 wines. <laughs> um, and we think all those people should also have access to hand-blown wine glasses. The, for those people right now, they're probably like completely, um, even like they, they're probably watching this podcast and there's like completely new concept to them. Um, and it's, and again, like $40 is a, is a great price, but it's still like, you know, it's still a little bit uh, expensive. And so, so we, we thought, Hey, like, how do we get Hemble wine glasses into more people? And that's really the concept behind, um, GV home. And as an added benefit, uh, you know, we've talked about how durable our glasses are. Well, those glasses are even more durable. And so, you know, if that is important to you that, you know, you have glasses that last a very long time, then, then those might be better for you and they're less expensive. Okay. So now we have a bunch of people that are super intrigued by your entire line of glassware and decanter. How do they get their hands on them? They should go on my website, which is glassvin, G-L-A-S dot V-I-N. And that's the best way to buy them. They, that's direct from me. And I do the customer service personally. So if you have any questions, you can message me. And then um, we'll also share a, a, a coupon code with with uh, with with you. And you can maybe post it on like below the video or something. Or or, or should I, uh, how does it work? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just tell, tell our listeners now because uh, this is just going to be the audio portion of okay. the podcast. Okay. Uh, well, why, why don't you tell me what I'll make, I'll make the discount code right now. What should we make the discount code? Let's make it fine guy. All one okay, word. Fine guy. Right. So it's going to be I N E G U Y. You got it. So how about that listeners? You get 10% off. If you enter vine guy, uh, make sure you say hi to David when you go to his website. And I have to tell you, please go to his website because I have well over 200 pieces of glassware. Uh, and, and yes, David, I'm one of those. <laughs> that has the Bordeaux glass and the Burgundy glass and, and the Chardonnay glass and the Viognier glass. So I will tell you that this glass, this universal glass is a delight. And it has really become my day-to-day, uh, everyday drinking glass because it really is, it's very versatile. And I love that I could just put it in the dishwasher and not worry. David, well done. Very impressed. Thank you. Very impressed. Thank you. Thanks Glad. for uh, using our glasses. Yeah. Hey, I'm listen. I'm thrilled that you gave up your day job. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, thanks again for being on the podcast. It's been a, a pleasure meeting you. It's a pleasure drinking wine out of your glass. 
Thank you. And uh, hope to uh, you know, be on this again soon. Fantastic. And remember, everyone, go to the website. It's glassvin, so G-L-A-S dot V-I-N, and use the promo code VINEGUY. Get 10% off these wonderful glasses, which, by the way, are reasonably priced without the discount. So you get a little bit of an extra extra. Well, awesome. That'll, well, that'll do it for this episode of The Vine Guy, a WTOP oh. news podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, do good, drink well. <laughs>